Ready for some rockin' tunes? Oh, Jesus. When he, why, why, oh, Jesus. Look, we got the Motley Crew, uh, The Dirt, hit this weekend, you know? We got a cover of Like a Virgin that seems like it's the most fucking unnecessary, terrible thing ever, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, really, was there any need to cover Like a Virgin? No. I don't think there was it's, ever a need for that, ever. Was there a need for the original, I guess, is the, probably a better question than, at this time. Well, I mean, you, I guess sort of. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm being, I'm being harsh. Yeah, you're being a little, I, being a little rough. I'm being harsh because I dug me some Madonna at the time. Yeah, she was hot, man. She wore all the uh, gear, you know, the little nasty clothes. She, she, uh, you know, let's just, all those little rubber, rubber bla- bracelets. Yeah, and the song "Like a Virgin," you know, it was like all dirty and nasty. People wouldn't understand that today, you know, because now everything's so crazy. You know, no, that shit was very, very tame at the time. Yeah. I mean, I hear shit today from some of these rapper broads and all this shit. And I mean, they're talking about some nasty ass shit. So that was, but at the time that was the most highly controversial fucking shit in the world to talk about like, a yeah, that's what I mean. Like at the time it was, it was harsh. Like by today's standards, dude, that ain't nothing. No, no, not at all. That's like Christian music now, you know? Um, so, uh, but did you see the dirt? I did see the dirt. I uh, I watched it on Friday night. We we got all excited, you know. We we I was because I was <laughs> dude. I was so beat. I had the roughest week. My schedule's been crazy. So I was like, I'm not doing a fucking thing. I'm getting home. I'm getting in bed, and we're watching the dirt. <laughs> and uh, yeah, nice plans for the night. No, nah, I mean I get it though. This is what happens know. when you could you get to this age, and it's a disaster. You know, I kind of dug the dirt. I mean, it was it was a it was a cool chill because I, I watched it on the Friday night as well, late. Right. And um, dude, it was a. I mean, it was a it was an alright movie. Uh, I mean, it was a little campy bullshit, but it was it was entertaining for a couple minutes. But I, I'm hearing there's some controversy around. Well, there's there's the the there's some crew fans who there's two breed of crew fans apparently. There's the kind that are still a bottom feeding moron and they're entertained by nothingness. Um, and then there's the crew fan who grew up a little bit and expected a little something more, you know? Um, now here's where I'm at with it. And you can tell me where you are. Uh, I felt like you said, it was fun. It was campy. It was schlocky and all that kind of shit. I wouldn't label it a great film. I don't know, but not by any standards. It wasn't a great film. Yeah. Like, it's not going up for Oscar awards. No, and I would never feel the need to watch it again. There was no rewatchability value for me. Um, yeah, agreed. So, there, but it's fun and dumb. Like, I'm, I'm entertained by Cabin Boy with Chris Elliott. Um, <laughs> so, you know, when when it's intentionally stupid and that kind of thing... But, I, you know, it could have been probably a much cooler story. Um, you know, I think they, well, I can't even say they overstated a lot of things because I, I um, you see in the film when Doc McGee is saying that no band, you know, I manage all these bands and no band has ever put me through the hell that Molly Crew has. Um, and, you know, I, I was out with Tom Chambers the night before and he used to be managed by Doc McGee. 
And he, we were talking about the dirt, obviously, because it was coming up. And, you know, when I'm out with Tommy, we always talk about the old days and the hairband shit and stuff. And he was saying, too, that Doc used to tell him that they were just complete psychopaths. Like, just, just fucking off just to fuck off. Like, you know, destroying shit just to do it, you know? Um, so, but the thing with me, I guess why I kind of dug it, I, I was all right, because I was never really a huge crew fan to start with. You know what I mean? I never, no. at the time, they were okay. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd hear it when it was on the radio, but I was never I was never down with all that devil. Like, it, it always seemed like such a stupid work to me. You know what I mean? Well, it definitely was a work with them, uh, you know. Uh, but I, I, do, I do submit that had they not had the Shout at the Devil album, I mean, I know I wasn't, and I, I know guys who were, the, the Too Fast for Love album with the leather pants with the crotch and shit. I, that wasn't exactly drawing my attention. <laughs> what, when that, what's that uh, Loverboy had a cover, like where they were wearing leather pants and all you saw was the bulge? Was that a Loverboy no, album? it was the ass, and here's the hook of that that nobody <laughs> knew till just recently. That was not a dude. It was no one in the band that was actually their manager's 13-year-old daughter in those pants. Ugh. And everybody thought it was Mike Reno's ass. In, I, I never really thought about it that closely, to be well, honest. Well, no, I mean, the girls who loved Loverboy. I mean, I don't know many dudes who were like, yeah, fuck yeah, Loverboy lover rocks, bro. <laughs> you know, I do, I do remember that on every Friday at 5 p.m., WSTW here in Delaware would play... Uh, working for the weekend like it's it's time to go home everybody's working for the weekend you know <laughs> like that kind of shit and it was fucking terrible every friday at five just unoriginal dog shit fucking rotation but you know Loverboy was actually the first concert i ever went to i gotta be honest with you Ugh. It, well, it was it was titled The Monsters of Rock, like everything fucking was titled oh, back in the yeah. 80s. It was The Monsters of Rock. It was The Kinks, Joan Jett, Loverboy um, at the uh, at the Vet, Vet Stadium in Philly. Wow, and that was The Monster. My Monster. Oh, and, no, and 38 Special. Oh, there you go. Because yeah, so, that, that's what brought The Rock. My Monsters of Rock that I went to, but it wasn't my first concert. My first concert was Sha Na Na, which is pretty fucking embarrassing. But um, the uh, my monsters of rock was Kingdom Come, which was a the Greta Van Fleet version uh, one, the Led Zeppelin <laughs> ripoff, and then it was Metallica after. So think about this lineup. This was the pecking order: Kingdom Come, Metallica, then Dokken, then the Scorpions, then Van Halen, headlining. Dude, that's a pretty hit. I, dude, I I would go to that now. Honestly, well, can we can we get rid of Kingdom Come? Other than Kingdom Come, <laughs> dude, I'd go see Don Dokken. I'd go see. I mean, Scorpions. Scorpions still rock, man. Dokken is touring, man. George Lynch is back. They, I guess, they patched it all up. Oh, d really? Oh, I didn't know that. There's apparently a rule, though. Uh, Hafer was telling me about this. There's a rule that George Lynch and Don Dokken have to stay a certain distance from each other on stage. <laughs> they're not. They're not allowed to get near each other or something. Like that. And and no brown M and M's. Yeah, no, you gotta. Yeah, you gotta pay attention to that. It is kind of funny, uh, but uh, dude, that is funny. But yeah, I mean, like, so I mean, like, like I said, man, I, I wasn't as offended by um, the crew movie. Um, oh, by the way, speaking of which, mm. hey, XM Sirius, 
if you're gonna have a Motley Crew week and you're a- you're gonna advertise that on Hair Nation, at least fucking spell Crew right. It's not C R E W. Oh no, they did that. They did that on Hair Nation. <laughs> Hair Nation, you're supposed to have your shit together. <laughs> That's your whole get down. Is we're into the hair bands. I wonder, like, if they just did it on some kind of because it was on the uh, on the app where I saw it. Uh-huh. Um, and I wonder if like they just did it on an iPhone or like it's that easy and and like iPhone or somebody just spell spell corrected them and they, no one noticed or something. Maybe it has to, <laughs> or, or they had an intern do it and yeah, and they just were like they they weren't even born. Uh, <laughs> Never even heard of Motley Crue. Yet. Yeah, they had no clue. You know, they, it had to be something <laughs> along those lines. Yeah, the, but they're doing the Mot, they're doing the Motley J Crew week. Motley J Crew? No, no, it's just Motley oh. C-R-E-W. <laughs> I was no. say what. Yeah, um, yeah, but crew. I I wonder now. Will you know? Will this give them new life? Will it uh, breathe life into any interest in Motley Crew? I know the Dirt soundtrack has. I think uh, somebody posted a screenshot. One. I I got a a bunch of chicks on my friend list that are still like deep into the hair band shit and all that. And somebody posted a screenshot. I think it was Nikki Six's page. He said it went to number one that week on the charts. Um, so I well, guess that's a little, they're, they're, I don't, I don't think they're going to win any huge chart toppers with like a Virgin remakes. What are you talking I mean, about? You didn't think that was fantastic, bro? What are they, are they going to do borderline too? <laughs> I don't know. Like, what is the <laughs> point of like, I really do want to know what was the logic behind doing like a Virgin? Yeah. Cause that's so anti their vibe. Like, like in that movie, I didn't do a titty count, but Jesus Christ, they were all about fucking broads in, in that movie. Oh, dude. You it, know what I mean? It was, it almost was like Porky's level unnecessary nudity, you know? <laughs> definitely. I know. It really was, man. I mean, it's just, and, it kind of feels a little cringy, <laughs> like, cause it, it felt a little try hard, but I get that you were, you know, you were trying, th- that was the time, you know? Yeah. I mean, how many yeah, concerts? You know, that's a lost art. Can we discuss the lost art of pulling your tits out at a concert? Because you can't, you can't do that anymore now. Like that's not cool. Somebody will hashtag some shit. <laughs> You're right on. You remember, like the band could like point to a although, chick and lift their shirt, like pretend like they were lifting their own shirt, and then it was like, hey. Although I take that back. No, you know, because it's not. I, I think the shock value is gone again. Because the last two music festivals I've been to, mm-hmm. the one um, when I went to Peach last summer, right. and and I think I don't remember it, Firefly or not. At, at least at least three or four in the last couple of years of music festivals, there has been at least one broad who is only wearing like underwear and going completely top. Yeah, but you go to those fucking hippie things, man. They're, they're tripping their balls off and they don't know what the <laughs> fuck they're doing. And they're just walking around like the day, just topless. One at at Firefly, I do recall there was more than one that were just completely topless and had um, uh, like body paint. Wow, more uh, more than one occasion. So like, I just think it's lost that shock value. Like a pull, pulling your titties out at a concert. Yeah, I guess it doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah, just like uh, just like and, and like you said about the devil worshiping thing, like that whole vibe, you can't you can't win with that anymore. Like Ozzy is like it's all fucked. Oh yeah, no, you can never. There's no way you could never like elevate your your brand by being satanic. Now the satanic panic is dead. Nobody gives a shit. I think Marilyn Manson fucked that out for everybody. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think the I don't even know what the next level of shock value can have when you're like trying to break into the scene. Yeah, no, there there is no, there is nothing you can do. I think that's why everything went to be like I'm a gangster. I'll shoot you because you can't. You know, being satanic wasn't going to get you anything anymore. Especially since when they look back on the satanic panic, like none of it was real. You know, they, I know dude. there was all these, you know, if you ever want to hear, oh, what was it? That was it the last podcast on the left. I think when they did the uh, uh, West Memphis three and the one guy, the main one of the main detective dudes or, or experts, I'm sorry, I don't even think he was a detective. He was a expert on the occult. And this fucking dude was the biggest dildo in the world. Like what he was telling and the police were listening to him about like they thought he knew his shit man and this guy was just like he had watched way too many fucking movies you know <laughs> well, uh, dude i remember clearly them times when you know like when uh when dungeons and dragons was going to lead you to to the satan and if you touched a ouija board and like that was making national news oh yeah Oh yeah, dude. They they had the the movie of the week with Tom Hanks where he for he went he played so much D and D that he went crazy, and <laughs> he thought he was living in the world. He was the dungeon master and shit. And his friends couldn't understand why he couldn't snap out of it. Like that was ever gonna happen to fucking anybody. You would have to have a next level of mental disorder comboed with some drugs, uh, to really you know believe that kind of shit. But people panicked, man. Like, everybody was scared of everything back then. And Tipper Gore was banned in music. She was. Which is kind of funny, because, you know, people always say it was, like, always the Republicans that, you know, like, something shifted. Because, obviously, the liberals now, you know, do do a lot of that policing of thoughts and words and everything. But if you go back to that, that was Democrats. That was tippering. You know what I mean? Like, so I think that was still happening there. I don't know. Yeah, what do I know? So what do you give like the dirt on our on our new uh, system of click player stay away for the Netflix films, you know? Do you Um dude, I'm 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 playing. Dude, it was a fun, you know, don't go in with crazy expectations. It's not fucking um it's not Kill Bill. I mean, but Kill Bill's a piece um, of shit. It's, come on. It's a fucking garbage movie. Part 1 and 2. <laughs> All right, it's not Citizen Kane. All right, That's but not really a good movie either. You gonna fucking <laughs> no, say Gone with the terrible. Wind next? <laughs> Citizen Kane is so goddamn boring. It is. Uh, my kid had to watch it like for a film class this, this semester, and and he was like, "Hey, do you want to watch this with me?" And I was like, "Oh no, please don't fucking make me. I can't rosebud again." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's one of them things. Everyone's like, "Oh, you gotta watch it." And no, you really don't. <laughs> no, you really don't, man. Really don't. Uh, dude, speaking of um, movies, I, I watched. You, did you watch the Neverland thing? Of course, on Netflix. I did. Or no, that on HBO. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I couldn't. I couldn't get past the first one. I couldn't. I couldn't get into the second one. Like I'm a little pedoed out right at the moment. I gotta tell There's you, a lot of pedo. Like, like with with Epstein story, the fucking R. Kelly story, the, and then like the week before or two weeks before you made me watch that other thing. Abducted in plain sight. Yep. Uh, like, dude, I'm, I'm like, I'm dude, I can't see one more fucking detail about us. Some asshole fucking 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. We hit a lot of pedo, like back to back pedo stuff. Yeah. But the, like the one interesting thing to me about that though is like, well, I mean, obviously that, uh, children's museum, taking out like the MJ memorabilia uh -huh. it makes total sense to me. 
But the thing that's not making sense to me is is the banning of MJ Music on certain radio stations. They're not playing them anymore. I, I don't get that. The dude's dead. Like you're not gonna hurt him. Like yeah, it doesn't really. It doesn't really matter now. And 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 those songs, the the hit songs that you're you're not gonna be playing are burned into everyone's consciousness. Like <clears throat> it's not gonna erase them from there. Um, Dude, the Thriller Dance is not erased from my head. No, you know what I mean. No, not at like, all. Like you, you can't make that go away. I, uh, I, I've noticed it, that that the the new thing to do when you're out uh, is if there's a jukebox in the bar or whatever the location is, it's real uh, chock full of the LOLs apparently to play PYT over and over again. Now <laughs> it's chock full of them. You know, <laughs> um, and you know, I made a one after I was sitting in two stones and, um, and, uh, I was like, Oh boy, I guess what we're doing now. Cause it, it played like multiple times in, in the time I was there having a meal. And I was like, I guess what we're doing now is playing PYT, uh, over and over. And, <laughs> you know, Mike Wilson came onto my post and he's like, fuck you, dude. He's like, tell me this isn't uh it, when you hear this, you can't, you immediately don't start to feel the groove, you know? Which it is a like that it was a badass song like for as far as smoothness goes you know, um, yeah. and he was like plus he coined the phrase tenderoni before Bobby Brown and but I was like but yeah but Ugh. we now we know what he meant by tenderoni, uh, you know he wasn't dude. he wasn't talking about you know what Bobby was talking Bobby was all about the ladies, you know like if you're gonna ban any song ban that song I don't even remember what it's called like it starts out with like she's just 16 years old leave her alone they say Benny Mardonis. Um, if I could fly, Benny, who? Right. Benny Mardonis. Benny Mardonis. He's telling you flat out <laughs> from Jump Street, I bang underage broads. Yeah, dude. If you're going to ban anything, ban that. That really should like, be banned. I don't know how that guy got away with that. <laughs> uh, he I just, got no idea. He's straight up fucking telling you. <laughs> Leave her alone. But if, what was it? How's it? If I could fly, I'd take you away yeah. or some bullshit. Into the Night. Take it's you. called Into the Night by Benny Mardonis. He he's flat out from the door. He's like, "Yo, she's 16. Everybody's like telling me to get the fuck lost. Get away from there, young girl." Somebody but if I'm you're doing. out there and I'm not going to look it up cuz I'm too lazy, but somebody if you're out there, just tell me if he's on a watch list somewhere. He has to. I'm be. just kind of curious. If he's not, he should be. Now there's a guy I mean, who like, should have his own islands just to keep him away from underage girls. Not Billy Squire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes you know what i'm saying you're right but i mean like even uh the other night on um on uh one of the channels i have um a roman polanski movie came on like no one's banning that right yeah no it well uh, we, we let it all weird... go for a long time you know and yeah well that's the funny thing about that's the funny thing about the whole mj thing it's like these i didn't watch the second half just because i was i was done with the story like i, I was just too much for me personally uh -huh. so um but even at that first half, what I saw, like, there was nothing surprising to me there. You know what I mean? It's all shit that everybody knew for a long fucking time. I don't know why everybody's, like, you know, getting up in arms about it. Honestly, it's, there's nothing really new no, except for some of the details. Well, and the thing to me that was so strange, and it, it like the piece that I wrote for our website, like, uh, he, you, like, the society afforded him a courtesy 
that would never have been afforded to anybody else. If, if, if there was a Michael Jackson at the end of your block, five houses down, and he was a roofer or a target manager, and, and he said, you know, oh, I just, I didn't have much of a when you said huh? When you said roofer, I was thinking you meant like somebody who gives girls roofies. That's like. Well, he I... could be that too, <laughs> except it would be young ones. But if he said, if he, you know, if he was having sleepovers with seven-year-old boys and they were sleeping in his bed and he was having pool parties and he was taking them to Toys R Us and buying them gifts and showering them with presents and you know, and all these things, and then suddenly they start saying, hey, man, he's touching me, he's making me do things. No one would listen to some bullshit about I didn't have much of a childhood. Like, you would would immediately, immediately go, yeah, of course he was fucking those kids. What do you think he was doing when he was having sleepovers with seven-year-olds that weren't his son or whatever? Like, but because Michael Jackson did Thriller... Uh, we bought into this bullshit. Well, I shouldn't say we because I never, I never bought into it. I, you know, I don't think you did either. I, but society, like, and you still have people now. I, I was watching a lot of threads after the leaving Never Neverland special, and people are defending him, calling these two guys liars, and you know, and all this kind of shit. And I, I mean, you know, you say you only watched the first half. The second half is a little more powerful as far as them, you know, coming to terms with what happened to him. They're, they don't strike me as liars and in any way whatsoever. They, you know, and again, if you just look at what the guy was doing, uh, yeah, of course he was, of course Dude, he was doing this shit. Emotions, and they had physical evidence. They had some of the rings and all that shit. And they had, oh, dude, they, the, they found the motion sensors and, and, and fucking locks on the doors and all that bullshit. Like, come on. Yeah. There's plenty enough circumstantial evidence there just to, you know. Dude, they even a week after the fucking uh, thing aired, I saw somebody. I don't know how the hell they still had this. Some jewelry store still had video footage from their security cameras of Michael in their store with James Safechuck buying him jewelry. That's funny. I, that I did see there was a fucking clip of it. Well, honestly though, dude, if you had a jewelry store mm-hmm. with a with a video camera and MJ showed it to your store, wouldn't you save that tape? Yeah, probably. I guess I would. You know, I mean... I mean, I can't say anything because if I win the $750 million Powerball tomorrow night, I'm buying Neverland. So... Oh, get the fuck... Ew. What are you talking about? It's it's, nah, they mar- it's marked down to $31 million from $100 million. Uh, The place looked fantastic, but man, there's got to be fucking ghosts there. And I, and I don't believe in ghosts, but there's ghosts. There, that'd be fucking kind of creepy to me a little bit. Shamon! I'm getting ready now. Hee hee. I'm getting all ready for my parties there. Dude, when um when I first when when I was first like looking for my first house and I really couldn't afford to buy a house, but I was fucking too stupid to know the difference mm-hmm. at the time. I was looking at some like as is houses and there was this house in Dover that we looked at that was like that and it was very affordable. It was well within my price range. But uh, I noticed they had fucking um like a bathroom style, just a door handle lock on the outside of a closet door in one of the bedrooms. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, dude, like, yeah, that big. fucking creeped me out. And I looked inside, and it had, like, carved fuck you, daddy, in the door. And I was like, dude, <laughs> Jesus. we're the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, that's a creep. Like, dude, I, we never even, I, like, seriously, if you're a realtor and you see fuck you, daddy, carved on the inside of a closet door, yeah, 
I don't care how as is it is. Just fucking take the door off and throw it away. Yeah, that's like, bad mojo, man. <laughs> that that's not making a that doesn't make a prospective buyer feel like this is where we want to start our family. <laughs> Certainly not. Not at all. And I don't believe in any of the, any, any sky monsters or anything, but that place had ghosts to me. Like like I don't even want to be in that same room no more. It does. Same thing with fucking Neverland, man. Hey, I don't want to be in that. <laughs> all I'm telling you is if I win this summer, we will be having ridiculous parties. Motley Crue will be there. <laughs> They'll be at my party at Neverland. Like, yeah, but are they still fun? Are they sober now, or what's their deal now? Are they are yeah. they still fun? Or uh, they is not? Vince Neil still sober? No. Oh no. Okay, never mind. <laughs> no, sir. I uh, I saw him years ago now, probably close to ten years ago. He was at the M3 Rock Festival in in Columbia, Maryland, and he was so fucked up. Dana Strum from Slaughter was playing uh, in his band. He was so fucked up. He literally could not remember any words to his song he had to leave the stage for four songs while dana sang the motley crew songs that they were covering and then he came back and stumbled his way through fucking like kickstart my heart or something um and then called it a set like so no he is not sober in in, in any way shape or form um yeah you know michael what we learned from michael is money can buy your way out of things, you know, like, and like money can buy your way into college. Apparently, um, the college scandal is ongoing with Lori Laughlin, on Becky and Felicity Huffman. Although Felicity Huffman has completely like kind of escaped the brunt of all this, I guess, since she's married to Frank Gallagher from shameless and nobody expects better of her. But Lori Laughlin, um, is, uh, well, had the front of being a Christian and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, constantly talking about values and shit on her Facebook page. And her husband was talking about, you know, he he's sickened by people who take shortcuts and want handouts. And and then they have this go down. And uh, well, you know, very similar to the Michael Jackson thing. When this news first broke, I was like, dude, where's the fucking news? Like there's like in that how you get into college if you're rich. That's like, what I always thought. You put on, you just build a fucking new wing to a to one of the uh, halls and name it after uh, your family. Put your family crest on it, so to speak, and your kids get in. Yeah, isn't right? that the only difference here? Really, is that we didn't donate money and build a new wing. We just wrote a check and said, "Hey, this is so you let my kid in." Yeah, I mean, like when you want to get your you know, your favorite daughter and your favorite son into Wharton, like you went to Wharton and you just give a couple mil donation, they get in, you it, know? It does seem to be the way it works. I mean, I don't know, you know, and Aunt Becky now has that's, been... That's, I mean, that's how that's how you got into Wharton, right? Oh, yeah. Your dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. And my old man used all, he pulled all his strings down there at the, uh, the state prison. And, um, you know... That's how I got into, you know, uh, the finest Ivy League schools. <laughs> um, but yeah, now I mean, dude, she's taken quite a quite a whooping, you know. Uh, they well, the thing that fucks or the thing that fucks me up most is about it is that the, the the one chick, the and I don't even know their names. Aunt Becky's daughter. I saw the clip of her like, and she did some Vine or or YouTube a while back where she was like, I don't even want to go to school. I'm just here because I have to be or. You know, like, yeah. dude, it's pretty fucking insulting to the rest of the people who are trying their fucking dicks off to get into 
place like USC, you know? Yeah, it's that's the only that's a fuck. That, that's fucked. It is fucked, and and you know, especially when her the father owns Mazamo Clothing, and he's worth ninety million dollars, and so she had my son was telling me she had two million followers on Instagram and a deal with Sephora, so she was making shit tons of money. And she said, I just want to stream. And she said, I'll probably go to college for parties and game days. And I don't give a shit about the classes and stuff. And um, and I, you have to ask yourself at a certain point, well, why should she? And why, you know, this is that's what the, the really interesting part about all this is. Lori Laughlin destroyed her entire career and her reputation to put her daughter in college for just what prestige for telling people your daughter's in school like i I don't even know what the point of it was yeah i I mean that's i mean that's the only thing that kind of makes sense to me like yeah i mean i guess you do what you you do everything you can for your kid's success and i don't know but it's very strange i mean i guess she probably just didn't want her to be another paris hilton or something you know, it would seem that way. I guess she just didn't want her to be a party chick and at least have, you know, but it, it makes you wonder how many of these wealthy uh, people's kids is their degree worth the paper it's printed on? Probably not a whole lot. I mean, I, I, I guess that's not 100% fair to say. I, I guess a good percentage of them probably just got pushed through, made donate family made donations, and we made sure they got their degree. I think the only thing new about this one, though, was a couple of those fakes, like the the rowing, you know, Photoshop. Oh my god, they were terrible. <laughs> they were so terrible. Like I can't even believe that passed as anything to anyone. Like it just looked should, <laughs> looks so fucking ridiculous. They, they should have gone to Joey Hardwood. They should have. Like I know, because I know I've seen some of your photoshops and I've seen you put you know, Photoshop dicks on the people's faces like all over the place. So I, and, and they look fucking ultra real. Oh yeah. It's so. important. I know you could have done a better job. Oh yeah. It's important when you Photoshop a dick on something, you gotta make it look <laughs> right. I mean, you don't want to look in all half ass like you used fucking, you know, safety scissors and paste and shit. You, you want it to look like that guy's really blowing that other dude, you know, <laughs> and really, you know, make people question, well, did he have a moment of in- experimentation? Like what happened here? You know, um, you know, speaking of the the Hollywood types and the wealthy, um, Howard Stern had a bit, well, and I'm not supposed to say that he's a Hollywood type. He gets very upset, apparently. Howard Stern had a bit of a meltdown uh, because Wendy Williams, a daytime talk show slag, uh, dared to call it out that he's that he's uh, Hollywood now. You don't have to call her a slag. I mean, I call her what I please. She looked, I mean, I've, I had to go look her up because of him. Thanks, Stern. Uh, I had to go because this is an important feud for him, I guess, in 2019. And so, you know, I had to go look her up and she seems kind of like a slag to me. I mean, I gotta be honest. You're just doubling it down. All right, let's go. Well, she does. I mean, I'm, I'm just being honest, you know? So he got a little upset and he was dropping some crazy shit on her because he is, as you know, a shock jock. Fucking shock jock, bro. You know? Nice. You're bringing it hardcore. And so I'll, I'll play you what he had to say. Um, and we'll just go into it a little bit. The clip is 30 minutes long, so we'll just go into it just a bit here. Comes again. Oh. Well, they say the... the look... <laughs> 
They say, no, that Howard's been gone. Stop with the laughter. <laughs> Howard is so Hollywood right now that this book is going to be, this is what you're going to, and Howard, I love you. But since you've gone Hollywood, everything that you say is so predictable. Every story is going to. Wow. Uh-oh. I told you. Can I say how much I hate Robin Quivers? You've been saying that since 1987, I think. Uh-oh. Shut the fuck up. I've gone Hollywood. It's going to be about, you know, oh, I love this one. And then we went on their yacht. And he's a Hollywood insider now, which sucks because. What a cunt. <laughs> Whoa. What a fucking bug-eyed <laughs> cunt. Fuck you. Whoa. You oh heard me. Fuck off, he's cunt. Oh, my goodness. Can she finish You know what, she said, the last time I had in here, she was giving me some goddamn attitude with this Hollywood crap. Yeah, I'm a real Hollywood insider. You should see the wild life I'm living. You got those big fake tits and I'm Hollywood, huh? Shut the fuck up. Cunt. Yo. Oh, he Whoa. kisses everyone. I'm, I'm not kissing your ass now, cunt face. Fuck off. Hey. The fuck's wrong with her? Broad doesn't have an original thought in a goddamn head. Busy being Howard Stern. And now, now she's got... Now, 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 you mean because I've had success, I'm Hollywood? Well, because I know Jimmy Kimmel? That's real Hollywood. I mean, that's pretty fucking Hollywood, if we're being honest. <laughs> it kind of is. I mean, I don't know how much more Hollywood you get than the, you know, hanging out with the host of a really successful late-night show. Um, hanging out on the yacht with Kelly Ripa and her husband, hanging out in the Hamptons, you know, had $25 million beachfront property in the Hamptons. That's pretty Hollywood, right? The thing is, to me, though, I, I just don't get what he's, he's, uh, I don't get what he's pissed about. Like, what, you know, I mean, if you remember back, like in the late 80s, he, his, his whole get, his whole shtick was that he was the underdog, right? Right. He was going to come into your market and he was going to destroy whoever the, the morning zoo crew was there and, um, you know, and, and take over the market and be king of all media. And, you fucking made it, dude. Congratulations. Like, dude, I'm proud of you, man. Like, I like I don't get what you're pissed at. Like, that's saying that he's fucking achieved his dreams. Right. I don't you know what I mean? I don't <laughs> understand what he's so upset about either. And it's like, dude, you're 65. Like, you can't really still think anybody's looking at you like some fucking edgy dude. It's like we were just talking about earlier. Like, you're you're trying to still run the satanic panic gimmick, bro. <laughs> like it's over I, I do like that line satanic panic dude that's funny to me. <laughs> but that's what i'm saying like it, it, dude your day your your heyday was during the reagan administration it, you know you're 65 man just enjoy like you're saying enjoy what you've earned over all this time why do you need to be viewed as like non how how do you think you're non-hollywood how is that possible I, I I don't get it. I, I I just don't see what what there is to get pissed off about. To be honest with you, I didn't I didn't hear anything, I didn't hear anything cunt worthy. At least not three or four times he said it. Jesus, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, but you don't understand. He's shock jock though. Yeah, <laughs> he's so. still he's still edgy, bro. You know he's Dude. bringing it. He you know what's funny, man? At one point in that clip. He goes on to say how, you know, don't fuck with me. I'm a maniac. I'll ruin you. My fans will destroy you. And I and I couldn't help but laugh because I'm thinking, dude, your fans are like fucking, they got mortgages and careers. 
Like this isn't fucking Captain Dude. Janks dropping a baba buoy, you know? Like <laughs> what's gonna happen, man? You know? Your fans are in walkers. <laughs> like yeah. they're using walkers now. They're fucking on heart heart medicine and cholesterol drugs and fucking E D drugs. Yeah. Like <laughs> a large a large part of your fan base that was there in the early eighties and in, in the mid eighties and all the heyday um are actually dead. They're, they're actually, a lot of them are dead, man, you know? Um, so, I, yeah, I don't, let's let it go, dude, you know? And you're at war with a daytime talk show slag. Yeah, well, easy with that, man. I'm on team fucking Leslie Williams now, man. Leslie Williams? I'm I, glad you don't even know her name. It's fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm on her team, whoever that is. Yeah, whoever that what, slag is. I'm down with her. I do got to laugh, though. Every once in a while, like right now, even like even not too long ago, I heard a Baba Booey. And, dude, it, it is a funny fucking thing when it hits now, especially in 2019, you know? But it's not funny the way it's supposed to be, though. <laughs> no. It's funny that the, the funny piece to me is that there's fucking still somebody doing Baba Booey calls, you know? Just imagine what a bottom feeder you have to be. If you're like walk yourself through that, like you're there's some show going on, maybe a news broadcast, and it's 2019. Howard Stern, Baba Booey, yeah. Baba Booey, Baba Booey. <laughs> what the fuck, man? What are you doing? <laughs> it's fucking amazing. It's funny, ironically, but it's <laughs> it's not funny. You didn't you didn't own somebody with that. It's not funny that way. It's just funny that you still think it's funny to do. That's the comedy there, you know? But, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't understand that dude. Uh, I really don't get it. Um, but, hey, he was, he was great back in the day, and somehow now, you know, he's what he is. And, and, by the way, speaking of that, speaking of things that were great back in the day, so today Twitter is a fire, and I fuck it. I hate Twitter. I go to Twitter just to read shit, um, I've never been a big fan of the format or anything, but so I see today Twitter is a fire because a Jezebel writer named Tracy Clark Flory uh, wrote an article called Jagged Little Pill is Actually Very Bad. Wait, let me do it right. Jagged Little Pill is actually very bad, right? Because I think that's how um, these kind of writers, these women talk. Is that Alanis, Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill? Yeah, Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill. And the the premise of the article was that you know listening to it now as an adult she when she got it in 95 she was 12 and listening to it now as an adult um she realizes that it catered to all her angsty tween uh you know thoughts and ideas and um you know that whole vibe of what you are and how you think in that moment in time but now as an as a mother herself um She's somehow decided that you ought to know was the baby shark of 1995. And if you're not familiar with baby shark, just be completely thankful. Completely. Yeah, I'm really not. I only know about it. Uh, Allison's nephew sometimes comes over and he spends uh, the night and what, because we, she, Al plays a fuck ton of video games. And so, (laughs) so they sit and play video games all night. And, um, so he was telling me about Baby Shark and playing Baby Shark, and I was like, "And this is a thing. This this is what you're this thing you're playing. This is a thing." And he's like, "Yeah, it's like the biggest thing there is." And I'm like, "Holy fuck, what has happened?" You know, um, it's terrible. Dick, but 
but back to her original premise there that that uh, jagged little pill only played to her angsty teenness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that was the fucking point, right? Like, <laughs> isn't that what it was supposed to be, dude? And it was just about a angry fucking woman at the time, you know? It was like Captain Fucking Obvious. You know what I mean? I don't even know what to say. Yeah, no. I mean, that was my thought, man. Like, I was just like, <laughs> well, it was the nine. It was the mid nineties. This was, uh, you know, because she was mentioning in the article how people said it was an empowering, like, kind of feminist uh, anthem. Yeah. You know, and all the, yeah. I mean, like, it was at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It was pretty. You know, a lot of the the themes of it was were pretty. I mean, it wasn't my thing, but I mean, I got it. You know, what I mean, <laughs> like, I I understood why chicks dug it and stuff and. Yeah, you know, that the song was catchy. I mean, um, I know I don't know the whole album. I know like well, you, you ought know, to know. I, oh God, dude, go. you just <laughs> you really did that, huh? I really did. Should I? Like, I don't even know what this like what wacky the, horn that. I would like to. Okay, I'm gonna. There you go. A wacky All horn. Right. <laughs> I deserve I it. I should have thrown a rim shot at you, but I got a little, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, that was the whole thing, man. I, I don't, I, I don't know. I didn't get Dude, like it, it. It was an anthem at the time, just like fucking all along the Watchtower. Or any, anything, just pick any other song, and in Forrest Gump was its anthem for the time, dude. You, like, if you were doing a movie of angsty teen girls in the '90s, dude, Alanis Morissette would be the fucking obvious choice for a, a musical director you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean that's just kind of you know and and so but i started thinking about it and it's like is there a how what other things like because there is a somewhat of a legitimacy sometimes when you go back and there was something you were totally into and you listen to it now and you think because you're, you're like what the fuck was i thinking you know, I don't feel that that's kind of in that category. Like, I'll tell you one that um, I used to listen to this album from a band called Annihilator called Alice in Hell. And it's fucking terrible now. Like, it, the, just the vocals, everything about it is just garbage. But in the moment in time, it didn't sound that bad. And it sounded actually fucking cool, you know. So there is a lot of shit like that, like TV, different things, right? Yeah, I guess so. Like, I mean, the first thing off a of TV that comes to mind is like Alice kind of doesn't play anymore. And you know what I mean? Um, it's being, the whole, you know, it's being remade, right? Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> of course. What isn't being remade? <laughs> yeah, of course. What? But in that 70s vibe at that time where you had like Mary Tyler Moore and you had Alice and you had Gloria and you had, um, um, I guess one day at a time was falls into that category too, like the the single mother vibe, and you know trying to empower women to make it in the world. Like I think I don't think that plays as well anymore because I think women have a better place in the world now than they did then. I don't know. Yeah, I mean there was the, the I don't know if you're aware of this. There was a remake of One Day at a Time on Netflix with a Latina family, Latina yeah. mother, and um, and it's been canceled now. And I don't know. Did you ever try to watch it? No, I didn't Oof. actually. I wasn't gonna watch it without Schneider. Yeah, dude, you don't do anything without Schneider. That motherfucker was a comedic genius. His pencil mustache and his <laughs> fucking vest and his white shirt. <laughs> hey, there, Ms. Romana. 
I gotta tell you though, man. I, to be honest, I mean, my music t- tastes have changed a little bit over time. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more deady than I was before, but I mean, dude, all the stuff I listened to growing up as a kid, I still listen to now, dude. I loved Crosby, Stills and Nash, and as a as a five year old, and I fucking loved Joni Mitchell as a kid, and and the Beatles, and dude, that's what I still fucking listen to. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, even when I go back to the, even when I go back to like the different stations on XM, like even the, the eighties fucking. I, I mean, I can get down on some Busta Rhymes and some fucking LL Cool J off the, off the hip hop station there. Just, you know, that's what I dug. Yeah, no, like that kind of stuff. It's kind of weird. Like that kind of stuff doesn't work for me. I, I just never really did like any of that, and um, I. I it's still like I can hear it and you know, everybody around me will get all excited and stuff and I just don't care. But what I do find myself um, enjoying now that I didn't like before and I only enjoy it in a, again, like a goofy kind of, this is funny way is the hair bands. Like, cause I never liked them. And well, I, you know, I got to say, actually, I never liked the hair bands, but I kind of like them more and more now than I did then. Maybe, maybe hair bands are time for resurgence. Oh, I think they you definitely know, I, are. And I was never down like um, like with the whole the 90s fucking uh, grunge scene was never really my shtick. I mean, I can listen to a little Jeremy here and there, but it was never I was never like a big PJ fan or I mean, nah. some of it. Alice in Chains, there was a fucking couple songs that I really dug, but I loved um, Alice in Chains and I was I really dug Stone Temple Pilots um, and some, you know, Soundgarden shit was cool and. Um, but yeah, like a lot of it was, a lot of that era was fucking terrible, man. Like Marcy's play, Marcy playground, sex and candy and fucking seven Mary three, uh, cumbersome. Like there was so much awful, awful shit during that time. Um, yeah. But, but no, I, I, I mean, I don't think I can go back to any song or anything that where I just, I, that I, I'm a, I mean, maybe there might be some shit that I'm embarrassed that I, that I liked, you know, maybe some, uh, uh, individual Beatles songs like Oh Blood D, Oh Blood Da, or you know, somebody's knocking at the door. I don't know. Or maybe their but- <laughs> entire catalog. Get the fuck out. What? H- highest grossing uh, band of all time. Come on. You could, well, whatever. I, I'm not, th- look, <laughs> they were a glorified boy band. Hey, th- did we talk about the movie yesterday on here? No. Have you seen the trailer? So. No. Oh, this movie is for you, dude. This is completely made for you. So it's a movie called Yesterday. Um, and what happens is it's a guy who, like, he he's a chanker. You know, he goes to bars, I guess, or whatever. And he plays covers, you know. And so he gets hit by a bus or some shit. I don't know. And he, when he wakes up, um, he's in recovery and he's hanging out with friends. And he's got an acoustic and he starts playing Yesterday and singing along. And the people sitting around the table with him are like, oh, my God, that's a beautiful song. Did you write that? And he's like, no, nah, it's a Beatles song. And they're like, a Beatles song? And he goes, yeah, John, Paul, George, and Ringo? And they're like, what are you talking about? And he's like, the Beatles. So he wakes up in a world where the Beatles never existed, but he knows how to play their entire body of work. Really cool fucking premise. I yeah, dig that. Yeah, yeah. And so Dude, that's, that's, that's my jam. <laughs> I told you, I told you this was fucking for you, man. And, um, so now he, he goes on to just perform all their songs like they're, uh, his own and he becomes the biggest star in the world. 
Um, but the problem with that premise for me is that this happens in 2019 and you would be better served uh, if Lil Yachty never uh, <laughs> existed. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's funny. Because, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's it's a cool looking, uh, when we're done, go just search for the trailer. It, it's a cool little uh, premise, you know? Yeah, that is funny. Um, I You know what? I, I will say that I was embarrassed that I liked as a kid that I don't like anymore. Hmm. That I that I'm Billy Joel, no. dude, fucking grates me. Dude, you should have never liked him in the fucking first place. Dude, when I was five years old, I loved me some Piano Man. Is he like, not really I, just a glorified Broadway show tunes guy? Yeah, I, dude, all the way. I, I mean, that is what he is, right? Like I, I, you know, Piano Man. Okay, fine. There's a couple songs where you go, okay, you know, whatever. But for the most part, man, that that it's show tunes. That's what the fucking dude is. I don't know. I, and I know dudes who have argued with me about this. Like, and I'm like, I, I, it's, it's Broadway show tunes presented in a package that called it rock and roll. But it, there was nothing really rock and roll about that fucking guy. Not in my estimation. Well, Uptown Girl? I mean, it's still rock and roll to me, though. <laughs> all right. There you go. <laughs> I got you all ready now. By the way, yeah, I sh- we, we got to say thank you to Road. Um, for providing us with the Roadcaster Pro. This is a beast of a fucking podcast machine, man. Yeah, congratulations. I'm very excited. I've got Bluetooth calling capabilities. I've got, I got wire in a phone. I can tap into an iPad. I got the sound. I got the buttons right here, the, the pads right on the thing. Um, Yay. You know, but, I love that shit. <laughs> but I do have to tell you, they're sending me a new one. Because the multi-track recording, uh, there's a problem. And every time I try to hook up multi-track, the levels just blow the fuck out. So I talked to All right, I think you're going to, yeah, I think you're going a little too inside baseball on that. What are you talking about? People know what levels are. It's where... Multi-track recording? Multi-track recording. It's important when you're doing... Like, so here's, for instance, every button like this has its own channel. So anything I assign to these pads or the iPad or any of the phone calls records on its own track, separate from you, separate from me. And so if something goes wrong, I can edit that out without fucking with you. See what I mean? So when I'm watching a porn, (laughs) I don't want to see the cameraman. That's my point. A little inside baseball. I'm trying to help you understand what I'm doing over here. You should be happy that I do all these things, you fucking ingrate bastard. <laughs> um, okay. Jussie Smollett is walking free of charges. All charges dropped and the case sealed. Well, let's uh, let's say this. I mean, I mean, let's get down to brass tacks, man. Robert Mueller did a complete investigation. He looked and uh, found Jesse Smollett. No, no reason to file charges. Wait a second. Seal it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Robert and you got to trust what Robert Mueller says. So right. he, he went through Smollett's innocent. That's how. That's the way it works. He's, a, he's it? been exonerated, big league. <laughs> exactly, big league. Yeah, look, a strong exoneration, bigly. Smollett is he's exonerated. Let it go. Many people have said, okay. Completely exonerated, totally innocent, no fake race crime, okay? Um, Isn't it funny how we got two identical scenarios at play right now? 
right? And but each side is pissed. They're telling you <laughs> on their ends to just trust what's been decided. Right. But <laughs> it's really one of the best things I think I've ever the timing of this could not it's almost like the, they drop charges on Smollett just as a fuck you. You know? What I, mean? I know. <laughs> It really is kind of funny, kind of, kind of. Isn't it ironic? I don't know. Oh, you motherfucker! <laughs> there you go again. You know. <laughs> but, dude, it's really it's hilarious to me, man. This is like the funniest fucking thing in the world. That, uh, this timing, this timing is amazing. You know, and I do. I would like to say to all <clears throat> of my liberal friends who over the last couple days have been having a really rough go and I'm watching you, <laughs> I'm watching you grasp at every fucking straw you can and trying to figure out everything. I just, I just want you to hear this one thing. I just want you to take this in and let it marinate for a second. It's over, Johnny. It's over. Nothing is over. Nothing. You yeah, just don't turn of. it off. You do turn it <laughs> off though. You got to turn it off now. You gotta turn it off. Yes. Look, I, I watched. Um, I think it was on Vice News tonight. They had uh, Chuck Schumer with doing his little shtick in front of. You know, he got an ask question about it, and he's like, "Look, all you know, for the last several years, we've been telling, we've been focusing on the <laughs> things that is, that are important to the American people, <laughs> like health care and educational opportunities and the environment." That's what we've been trying to talk to the American people about for the last few years. Oh yeah. So so nothing changes. We're still focusing on what what's important to Americans. That my friends, my liberal friends, mm -hmm. that is what you call capitulation. <laughs> Are you Get using fuck, big words now? <laughs> Get the fuck over it. Like seriously, this is a dead end for you. Yes. And and that's not to say that there's a lot of other shit. Like just because his Mueller report came out doesn't mean he didn't fuck Stormy Daniels. Doesn't mean like he doesn't he's not dishonest every fucking day of the week. So like just get over this. Yes. It's fucking done. Yes, we can let that go. We can still all agree that by every metric he is a piece of shit of a human being. <laughs> he's just a bad person. But you got you just gotta move on. <laughs> Like, you just got to move on. Just, you know, when Schumer, we're focusing on what's important to the American people. That means, like, ain't nothing here. Fucking move on. Yes, Lucy has pulled the football away. And that's the end of that one. That's the name of that tune. Hey, let's, uh, <clears throat> let's talk a little uh, showbiz stuff. It's time for another bit of showbiz news. All the skinny on what's going on with the picture shows and the boob tube. So this past Sunday... Uh, you and your new toys. Oh, we're going to have all kinds of cool shit. This past yeah. Sunday marked 35 years since the opening of The Breakfast Club where it gives you the date of the detention. That was supposedly 35 years ago. You know what this means? Uh, well, like I felt old when the uh, year or two when the um, Back to the Future shit was supposed to come true. You know what I mean? And everybody's talking about the fact that we don't have hoverboards and all that. That's right. Oh and shit! That was like what four years ago? Four years ago now. Jesus. Yeah. So like where'd that? 
So I felt old then. So like, why are you trying to rub it in? You're trying to make me feel bad about myself. I'm letting you understand that you're four years past when Marty McFly went to the future, and you're 35 years past the the moment where Bender and Claire and Andrew all sat down for detention. And this is letting you know that you will be dead soon. I'm older than everybody in that picture. Yes. Like even the even everybody. Isn't that fucked up? Even Carl. Carl the janitor. My favorite character, one of my favorite characters in that entire film. Speaking of that older stuff, I've been I've been on a binge watch of Family Ties. Amazon Prime has all seasons available. And so I've been on a binge watch of that. And the other night I'm watching it and uh, Does that does that, does that hold up after all these years? Yeah, it actually kind of does because it's it was never wacky and zany. It was just basically like a family uh, doing normal kind of family stuff. I mean, Alex's over-the-top Reagan and Nixon love is a little wonky and funny. <laughs> but um, I'll tell you what doesn't hold up, though. You remember how you used to think Mallory's boyfriend Nick was like some tough dude and stuff? Yeah, he doesn't look very I, tough. I, for, now. I forgot about that dude. The dude looked like Dweezil Zappa. Hey, Alex. You know that <laughs> I was forgot his about deal. that dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did he he came in uh, on later seasons, like when they needed a little refreshing, or was he from the beginning? I forget. No, he was. I want to say from season four on, maybe something along yeah, those so lines. They need a little something to freshen it up a little bit. Yeah, he was the uh, John McGinley, and that what his name is, or who Ted McGinley. That always came on like married with children and happy days. He was the guy that was like, you know, you brought him on when you had to refresh or reboot, you know? Yeah. Um well, at least at least it's not Jimmy Schmitz to Jimmy Smith's to close it down, right? Ugh. <laughs> yeah, he does. He is the closer, you know. Um but you know, it made me realize because what what happened was, you know, um I was going back on a, a older episode of Kathleen Wilhoyt's uh, podcast and Justine Bateman was her guest. And um, I started thinking about it all, and, and I'm like, wait, how old is Justine now? And then you know, Justine was like, I think she's 52, 53, something like that. And uh, I was like, oh, wait, fuck. And I go look up Meredith Baxter, and Justine was like four years older right now than Meredith Baxter was playing her mother on Family Ties. And then I was like, well, I still... I, I gotta be younger than uh, Stephen Keaton, right? That motherfucker was like 38 when wow. he was doing that show. Yeah, he grayed early. Yeah, he grayed early, but he's 10 years younger than I. And I went, oh, fucking hell. You know, who's I just. A huh. who's, a, who's a better TV mom? Florence Henderson or Meredith Burney? <clears throat> um, more realistic TV mom is Bernie Baxter, whatever her name is now. Uh, I don't like to use that middle name. I'm just going straight Meredith Bernie. No, Bernie is removed because she she didn't like her ex-husband. She's, she's down with the clam now. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, big time. Oh, good on you. Yeah, so she's Meredith Baxter. Like that's, All right, I'll go with Meredith Baxter. I'll be respectful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, see? You get upset with me for saying shit like slag, and I'm here. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'll call you Caitlyn Jenner if you ask me. I'm not here to tell you what your name is, you know? Not like Sussex 9. Hey, but so, yeah, it bummed me out, man. I was like, dude, we're fucking, we're that old now, you know? And here we are playing radio like a couple of fucking jerks. Kind of ridiculous when you think about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're your Al Del Vecchio? <laughs> that um, was my Al. <laughs> hey, uh, Saturday night, 
I got into a, a sneak preview of Shazam, uh, the new DC film. Now, nice. Now that DC is on a bit of a roll, man, they had a hit with Wonder Woman. They had a hit with uh, uh, Aquaman, which I didn't understand because I thought that was a piece of shit. But Shazam is actually fucking pretty fantastic. Uh, nice. It, it, it feels like Tom Hanks big where, you know, you have the one kid all of a sudden is an adult, but this adult has superpowers. And then there's the rest of the gang of kids, and at moments it feels like a kind of a Goonies, Amblin entertainment type film. Um, and then you have your actual superhero, uh, you know, what you've become accustomed to with the comic book hero films now. Um, so you, you you just smash all this stuff together, and then a little twinge, I don't want to say a lot, but a little bit of the Deadpool vibe, because you have a little bit of language in it, so it's not 100% of yeah. a kitty film. Yeah, now that's where, like, from the trailer, I got the straight Deadpool vibe. That's where I was going with, like, the whole time. Yeah, I... I like, the, like where they break the third wall and look at the camera and, um, and and get a little wonky. There was no breaking the third wall, but there was definitely a lot of um, where, it, you know, it's clear that uh, he he's a 14-year-old, the 14-year-old the mentality in a grown man. So one of the first things he does, which you don't see in the trailer, one of the first things he does is go to a strip club. Um, you know, those, those kinds of probably things. what I would do too, if I was a 14 year old kid. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man, uh, it was, it was really well done. I mean, I really enjoyed it. The theater, there were multiple times where the theater burst into a round of applause. Um, you know, there Which, was, yeah, I don't get that. No, I don't know why you applauded the screen either. That doesn't make any sense to me. So you're not at a, you're not at a play, you know, or, or a music show or a concert or no one's up there. Like you're just applauding to a screen. What the fuck is that? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It now makes... I can get down with like I mean I can get it like if you're like into a movie and like into a movie and you like holler at the screen like don't go in there, no watch out. No, you know I can get I, I can get that. No, I don't get that either. Well, if you're that into it and you're in your zen mo moment and you forget where you're yet you're in a theater, I can see how that happens. But applauding, I don't get. I want them to make a horror film now that you bring that up. Where the next time, like, where, you know, in a moment like that where somebody undoubtedly yells, don't go there, the, the, the character just stops and goes, wait, really? Should I not go there? <laughs> I think that would be awesome. Hollywood, get on that. Do that right. Yeah, that's a, that's a good break of the fourth wall there, or third wall. That's a great break of, the, of the, the wall, you know. Um, but, yeah, you know, I don't like, I think I told you before, do you remember the Macaulay Culkin film, The Good Son? Not even close. It was him and I believe. Oh yeah, I kind of do. Elijah Wood, I think, and he's yeah. like a little demonic little fucker, you know. Right. So I went and saw that, and um, there was a, a a black dude and his girlfriend, I, and it seemed like it was a first date, like the the from from just hearing the conversations ahead of time. I'll never forget this. So every time Macaulay would do something, um, fucked up because he was like a little psychopath, you know. This guy would go, mm mm. No, see, I wouldn't be putting up with that. <laughs> and, and, like, like, as, <laughs> dude, every fucking time. And, and, you know, he would do some more shit and he'd go, oh, no, hell no. Hell no. No, see. That's really kind of funny, like, cause I'm just imagining, like, what's going through his mind, like, on the first date. Like, he's just trying to show his woman, yeah. like, what kind of man he's oh, really yeah, gonna be. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, if, yo, when we have kids, yo. I'll, I'll I don't know. Off. I don't know if that voice is appropriate, man. Like, I think I could do a Chuck Schumer, but 
I feel like you're doing the audio version of blackface. There's no audio black. <laughs> Look, listen. There's the way that's how that man talked. Now, I don't know what his deal is. I just know that's how he spoke. I'm telling you what I heard him say. All right. I didn't do mammy or anything like that. What's wrong with you? Um, but yeah, no, he just kept doing it like literally over and over. And I, at one point, I literally wanted to be like, dude, I get it. You wouldn't be putting up with this shit from this fucking jerk off kid. I understand. You know? I get it. I think I'll marry you if you want. Yeah. Like, I, I think she understands too, dude. You're not having it. All right. Are we good? You know, we're good. So, uh, cl click play or, uh, that's not a click one? player stay away because it's uh that's a that, that's not a Netflix thing. Well, all right. Oh, but so I, I got I got to follow your rules. So what's your what's your deal with Shazam? My rules on the website when I review a film, we have hot buttered popcorn, we have not enough butter, and we have <laughs> uh stale slop corn. <laughs> these are our reviews on the website. Uh, Jesus. That's right. We're going to dude, don't make me make sound clips for these fucking things too cuz I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Uh, Shazam <laughs> you see what? you see um, Rotten Tomatoes they do the tomato yeah we do the we popcorn we do the popcorn see it's different <laughs> it's totally it's the same but different it's totally different <laughs> oh that was different it was different red uh, it's totally different <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> so um, uh, but uh, so I'm I'm giving Shazam hot butter popcorn all right. Hot butter popcorn. Now, I also saw Us, the Jordan Peele horror film. And by the way, I just want everybody to understand, you have to rely on me now on this podcast for movie reviews because Sussex here is too good to go to a theater with common folk. Why would I when I have such a glorious fucking surround sound setup and a glorious fucking 4k tv to watch you do also have a house with all your um automated stuff you can just tell it to start playing new things i've heard this happen on the phone and... yes i tell alexa to set the light oh shit i said it <laughs> um, uh, i tell her to set the lights to the right you know to the light the correct light recipe for the film um, mm -hmm. i have several different ones based on different genres, different light recipes based on the films. And, um, you know, uh, I can be in the East Wing watching a film by myself without any hassle from the kids that are in the main house. And uh, I enjoy myself. I why, why go to the theater? And I just want you to think about that the next time you want to make fun of me for having a badass podcast machine when I hear you <laughs> say, Alexa, turn on the beach room. Just, yeah. just take that in. Just That's one of my... I have a... <laughs> <laughs> I have a uh, a light recipe based on the the Firefly logo, which um, I really like. It's got green, little soft blues. So it's nice. A light recipe. <laughs> Say, listen to you, and you're busting my fucking balls because I'm trying to make us sound professional. You motherfucker. Anyway, us, the Jordan Peele horror film. I went and saw that, um, because this is another one that's really getting high praise, so I wanted to see what was what was doing. Greatest horror film of all time, right? That's what they're saying, and they're a liar. But it's <laughs> still a good movie. I, I really enjoyed it. I can't really get into much. There was an allegory, obviously. He, he likes to throw the allegories in there and stuff again. So there was that kind of stuff. Um, 
and I don't want to really discuss it because then I kind of fuck it up for you. And, and you've seen the trailer. Um, and there are some there's some scary moments. It's not it's not what you think. Like I've I've seen people say just from the trailer, I can't even think about going to see that. It's not that scary, but there there's a cool aspect to it. There's a plot twist that I saw coming about midway through the film. And if you pay attention, you would probably I'm not trying to like, oh, I'm so fucking bright, you know, but if you pay attention enough, you would pick up on it, too. Um, but I, I recommend the film. Um, I, I don't I don't think that you should buy into all the hype. Uh, there's a lot of hype to it, um, but it's good. I, I, I really kind of uh, I really enjoyed it. Allison enjoyed it. We were both happy. So, so how many buckets of popcorn? It doesn't are you get a it? bucket of popcorn. It's either a hot buttered popcorn, not enough butter, or a stale slop corn. This one's All gone. Right. I'm gonna throw it. I'm gonna throw it into a hot butter. But, but but I'm I'm being a little generous. I don't. You know, I wasn't blown away. Um, Shazam! I, I I was pretty blown away because I I didn't. I went into it expecting to not really dig it, and I was really I really enjoyed myself. This. I'm I'm still calling it hot buttered popcorn because it was a really good time. It was it was interesting. Uh it was well done. Some of the cinematography, the, the the shots, the the framing that he did was really great for this kind of a film. So it gets a hot buttered popcorn. But you know what doesn't get that from me? The idea that uh Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter announced Bill and Ted three, Bill and Ted face the music. Do we need this? Yeah, no, that's uh, I, I don't I I gotta be honest with you, man. I I barely even remember Bill and Ted one. It's been so fucking long ago. I don't even I don't I don't think it has any rewatch um uh, value. No, does it? No, I I, mean, tr- I tried to watch it not long ago, and I I barely could make it through it. I like Cheech and Chong. You can go back and you can watch them, right? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I found myself watching one of their movies, uh, the one where they went to Amsterdam. I don't know what. Maybe it's called Cheat and Chong Go to Fucking Amsterdam. I don't know what it's that, called. That may be something that I'm embarrassed about because I think I remember at one time in my life Up in Smoke was my favorite movie. Is that the one where so, they go to Amsterdam? Uh, no, they went down to Mexico and they were, I think the whole car they were driving was made out of compressed weed. <laughs> 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 and that's how they were smuggling weed across the border because the car itself was weed. Oh Jesus! But if I recall right, or something like that. But <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, no, that kind of stuff is dumb. But at least they're kind of. I don't know. Like I found, and I don't. You know, I don't really smoke weed or anything, so it's not that. That's not why I enjoy it. I don't get a lot of that stuff. You know, um, but I, I. I found myself watching one of their films like maybe three weeks ago. Uh, whatever the one where they go to Amsterdam, I don't, I don't know the names of any of them. <laughs> but I was like, oh, this is kind of funny. It was interesting. But, you know, I kind of like that. You know that early 80s, late 70s vibe to films, like to, to comedies? You know what I'm talking about? Like, give me some examples. Like where, anything. Where like around that time, that window of time, the way comedies felt. Um, they were just kind of really lighthearted uh, you talking like stripes and yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole yeah. window, you know, mm-hmm. 
It had that vibe to it, so maybe that was kind of playing into it, too. Like, I even include shit like Brewster's Millions in it. It's just the way they're shot, the way they feel. Yeah, no, I got you. And maybe I, I, maybe it's a nostalgia thing. You know, maybe maybe it's not really there, but I'm feeling it because I was there at the time. I mean, I guess that's entirely possible. But I don't feel that with Bill, Bill and Ted, man. I, I, I watched it, and I sat there going, why did why did I think this was cool back in, what was that, 88 or something like that 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 came I, out? Yeah, it beats the fuck out of me. I don't even remember, man. Yeah, I, it's just so silly, and I really, for the life of me, from what I understand, the plot of this is Bill and Ted are middle-aged, as they are, and if you recall, in the end of that, they were going to write a song. The Wild Stallions would write a song that would save the planet, that would bring peace to the world, um, and now they're middle-aged and realize they still haven't written that song, and they're nowhere close to doing it, and so it sends them on some kind of a journey and blah blah whatever the fuck you know bill and ted had um had uh carlo uh george carlin in it right it did yeah he played rufus he was the guy that brought them on the journey like that started and, and he's like the only thing that brought them some cachet too i think yeah without him i mean <laughs> what the fuck are you gonna do i've i've heard they're gonna cast a female comedian to play rufus's daughter uh, but I don't know. You know, there's a lot. Anytime one of these films is being made, there's all kinds of buzz going around. And a lot of it doesn't yeah, well, true. They probably go for the shock value, bring back Kathy Griffin. No, we never Sh- fucking need shock, 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 shock. We never need to bring back Kathy Griffin for any reason. She's awful. And not because she had Trump's head on a, but whatever the fuck that was. I don't give a shit about that. She just sucks. You know? She just huh. bores the shit out. Well, you're you're feeling like I'm judging her. Oh, I just, at least you didn't call her a slag. Oh, I would call her a slag. <laughs> I don't know. She kind of reminds me like that. Um, what about Captain Marvel? You gonna since you're down in women, you gonna keep going on? Fuck Captain Marvel. I'll t- I reviewed that. I put a review up of that too. That's a piece of shit. That got a stale slop corn from me. You know, because I don't look. That shit was so overblown. Um, I, I didn't even know I went into it with the best of intention. You know, I love my, uh, my superhero films. I went on opening night and at one did point, you really go on opening night? I did. And, and it's what made it worse. Cause I couldn't get tickets. It was fucking sold out. So I couldn't get tickets till like nine 30. And I was, dude, I told you my schedule has been crazy and I was busting my balls. And so we go and like halfway through the film, Allison turns to me and says, are you enjoying this? And I was like, no, I fucking hate this. And she's like, oh, my God, I thought it was just me. This is terrible, you know. And we we actually discussed leaving. But then we were like, well, we're here. We're halfway through it. Fuck it. Let's stay. It was so boring and the, so badly acted and, and the, so on the nose at one point. The, 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 when she finally understands who she is and has full control of her powers and begins to kick ass on this group. No doubts. I'm just a girl starts playing right on the nose. You know, funny. And so (laughs) the funny thing about that is, is that's something that I would fucking do in a movie. You know what I mean? Like everybody's working for the weekend. Like that, (laughs) like, and I, can I tell you something, a little secret between me and you? Uh. I'm a terrible fucking movie director. You're kidding. Like, I'm a fucking, I would be terrible at it. Like, like that's, and that's the kind of shit I would do. That's all I'm saying. That's, of course. And that's what I mean. Like, 
Who made it? It was co-directed by some dude and some uh, some female director. I don't I don't remember their names or anything, but like it just everything about it. And then you know I'm listening to Mark Bernardin, uh, Kevin Smith's po- podcast partner for Fat Man Beyond, and he's doing his review. And he and he says that after his first viewing, uh, he was crestfallen. So he paid money to go see it again so he could figure out what he did like about it. Now, when do you ever do that? When do you ever come out of a movie you thought sucked and then you go, let me just shell out some more cash so I can figure out how it's okay? Crestfallen. That's crestfallen. a college word there. What? I'm just saying crestfallen. It's a name. I don't, know if I've, I don't know if I've ever used that in a sentence before. I'm I'm feeling crestfallen. I'm going to use that tomorrow, someday at work, or sometime at work. You're a fancy man. You should throw around <laughs> words like crestfallen. It's a badass soil work to, uh, tune. You can check that well, out. At least here's what here's my deal. There, I think I'm proud of her. I think you know, female lead, female writer, female director. They're they're coming up with a whole new genre. It's uh, I'm calling it chick exploitation. I'm happy for her. Like Bring it on, women. Like- so like Dolomite, she's like the female Dolomite. That's right. She's female, female Dolomite. Bring it, Vagimite. Oh, what do you think of that? Have I done? Mm. Have I crossed the line again? Maybe. Vagimite, like like the Australians, they eat Vegemite. It's kind of like that, but different. <laughs> kind of like that, but different. All right, we'll go with that. Yeah. Hey, um, huh. by the way, did you see the new Woodstock Fifty lineup? I did, and I don't like it. Really? It did. Woodstock is the granddaddy of the festival. And Woodstock, this is the 50th anniversary. And this looks like fucking Bonnaroo or Coachella. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty... It is pretty um, pretty much like most any good music festivals. Let's say it that way. You know what I mean? One of the top end. It's, it's a, and Dude... Killers, Miley, Black Keys, Imagine Dragons, Jay-Z, Halsey. Dude, that's some big names. Is it? The I killers mean, are. Fuck Miley Cyrus, dude. That I saw her. She was there was all over the thing. She's tweeting on her Instagram. She's down for some like buy action or something. I don't know. Some kind of weird. She's trying to be like very edgy. I don't like why kind of like Madonna kissing Britney Spears. Like we're going to have a little action like that. You're saying? Yes. And it's that same thing again. of (laughs) Like it just, it's try hard shitty. Just stop it. Like, why do I need to know that you're going to have some queer act? I think she said something queer. I forget what the hell she said. Why do we need to know that? Like you're, it's try hard. Just do whatever you're going to do. I don't need to know. You know? No, I'm feeling you. I, you know, I, I was uh, hoping for a little bit more of uh, some more original lineup. You know, I I, I think prior to the, the lineup coming out, they were talking about some more, you know, original uh, cast members, so to speak, being there. And I mean, Santana, uh, what do you got? Country Joe and the Fish. Yes. Um, Country Joe yeah. McDonald, he's he's probably going to be wheeled out in a fucking wheelchair. <laughs> Melanie, she's got a brand new pair of roller skates, and then her set is over. But dude, otherwise, I mean, it's a pretty packed lineup, though. With you know, even the the thing about a music festival, right? So you got your um, you got your you know your main stage folks, but 
I, I've always thought that the undercard is what makes the music festival. And dude, they got a pretty strong undercard, man. I, I'm like, I'm down with Leon Bridges, Gary Clark. Um, dude, I, I mean, there's a lot of these though that I've seen already at, at a lot of other music festivals. That's my I, point. I, Woodstock, <clears throat> Woodstock should have fantastic lineup to it. It's you. Sh- we shouldn't be trying to figure out what's good on it. You should be sitting here going, holy shit, this is a must go. Like, did you see the lineup to the New Orleans Jazz Festival this year? No. Dude, that was a beast of a lineup. I mean, just, I, I was sitting there trying to figure out if I could if I could get off and, and be clear on my schedule to go. It was insane. The goddamn Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones should have been in Woodstock 50. Yeah, no, I, I think so. I mean, it, I mean the, the lineup Wood, down Rolling there. Rolling Stones are fucking expensive, though. Expensive band, from what I read. Woodstock should be able to pay for that. This is their fiftieth anniversary. That's all I'm trying to say. I don't need to see all the the bands, the you know, Cage the Elephant, Judah and the Lion, Young the Giant. Uh, what else is there of the thes? Yeah, I guess that's the new thing, huh? The, the thes. The. You got to be a the. You, you got to be the the. Like, I mean, because what was that? The, that was the 90s where everybody was like, you know, having numbers. Yeah. Like off of email, Blink-182 and 7 Mary 3 and right. Maroon 5, right? Yeah. So that's the new thing is the. Portugal, the man. Dude. Whatever the. I know what we do. What? We we modernize. Dude, we're another the podcast. An- or no, wait. Another the cast. Another the cast? Another the cast. And it'll draw in the hipsters. Dude. Done. I think I like Ch- it. New logo. Change it up. Another the cast. Um, dude, I, I'm down with this lineup though, man. Not me. I, uh, Marcus King. Oh I'm well, da- Mar- I'm, uh, Marcus King is badass. Yeah, I mean, um, dude, India Ari, I'd like her, man. I don't even know what that is. What do you mean you don't know India Ari? Dude, she she and Mark Cohn do the best cover of any bread song there is. There, bread never did a cover of a great bread song. <laughs> you, you're, you seem to be confused. See what happens to you when you start going to these hippie fucking festivals. Go and listen to yourself. Go find. Go find um, I'm gonna find it for you. Here. <laughs> you go and find a uh, bread. I'm gonna make it. Or I'm, I'm sorry, Marcone and India Re doing. I'm gonna make it with you. Or I want to make it with you. I'm sorry. Right. Great fucking cover of a bread song. That's like. That's exactly this. <laughs> Like, that's what we need is a cover of a bread song. Like, we need a fucking... Yeah, there you go. It's a little smooth. I'll give you that. It's got a smooth feel to it. Hey, have you ever tried? Now, he's got a... uh, He doesn't have as much of a, uh, what you call, uh, sugar-in-his-tank type of voice as the bread singer. (laughs) No, Bread was always down with. Um, Bread was always like such a whiny fucking band. That's like why everything sounds like they're crying. Yeah, I just couldn't stand them, man. I never got it, you know. Oh, this isn't so bad, dude. Marcone, this is a great album, actually, man. Seventies uh, li- listening booth. Oh, so what? He just covers all seventy songs. Yeah, he's got um uh, the cover of uh, Paul McCartney. Um, uh, shit. It's it's a good cover album, really good. Like I'm sure Coverville's played this a fucking thousand times. Everything off of it. 
Oh, yeah. Well, Coverville loves to, you know, all these tracks. All right, so that's not as terrible as I assumed it would be. You didn't even get to the India repart. I heard her. She came in. Yeah. She sings. Right. She sings back up. I want to make it with you, right? No, nah, she's got. She's got her own verse too. Oh, she has but, a verse. Yeah. Right, well, what do you want from me? I don't know. Uh, you don't have to play it, but, um, dude, and here in Delaware, I'm getting stoked for the summer season, man. I'm I'm probably gonna go to two music festivals, maybe three. I'm not so psyched for Firefly, but. We have down here in Southern Delaware, and I don't even know if I really want to talk about this too much because I feel like it's my little secret in a little way. So mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a little, uh, about a 700, 800-person uh, field with a stage right on the beach. I don't, I don't even want to say the name, man. <laughs> I want to keep it my secret. You know what I mean? It's uh-huh. called the Freeman, the Freeman Stage down here, yeah. and it's a, like a tight little in, intimate um, scene. Mm-hmm. Diana Ross will be playing this year. That's wow for that little that little scene down there. I, that isn't a big place. Nah, dude, it's nice, man. Well, I saw Smokey there last year. I saw um, the Temps and Four Tops last year. Um, I'm on my funk tour. You know, what you I mean? saw you uh, saw Rick Sprangfield there. I, yeah, Sprangfield and and uh, and uh, Pat Benatar, of course. Yes, and whoever her man is neil so Ger- yeah neil geraro or <laughs> something geraldo i think we talked about that on a previous podcast by the way you know what i found so, out since i talked to you last uh allison that? knows the chick who started the freeman stage oh michelle freeman yeah yeah cool yeah she we used to be friends with her and stuff and you know oh, nice yeah i just found that out after i you know, i think it was after we talked about it last time so this summer yeah, my first. I think my first show. I'm going through the lineup right now. I think my first one I'm going to go see is Boz Skaggs. Oh, nice! Boz Skaggs is coming to the Freeman stage. Yes, sir. You think he'll wear that really happening houndstooth jacket? It doesn't look like it in his uh, cover photo and his little uh, press photo there. Not there, but could be. I don't know. That's going to Diana- sell out quick because of the yacht rock uh, craze right now. Yeah, Diana Ross. Um, I don't know if you know her, but uh, Colby Calais, I like her a lot. I know the name, but it's nothing I would ever listen to. Marcus King. Wow, okay. Buddy Guy. I've seen Buddy Guy, and he's fucking awesome. Dude, he is fucking awesome. I've seen him down at, um, at I want to say the Stone Balloon, but the uh, the one down at Dewey. Um, uh, uh, the Bottle and Cork? Yeah, Bottle and Cork. Yeah. Um, ben Folds 5 and Violent, Violent Femmes, which I'm not too excited about. No, that can totally fuck off. <laughs> Um, no, there's an ABBA tribute. <laughs> um, but my next, my next one that I'm excited about, fucking Cool and the Gang. Oh Jesus! <laughs> so what are you gonna hear with Cool and the Gang? Celebrate good times and Joanna, and then it's the set's over. <laughs> Come on, man! What? I, one of my greatest times was listening to <laughs> at Firefly, dude. I'm down with the funk. I'm so down with the funk that um, or and the soul music is um. My uh, Spotify keeps telling me I gotta continue listening to my Black Power um, playlist. You put your fist in the air. I do. A rat done bit my sister Nell, and Whitey's on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell with Whitey on the moon. Is that how you like when? You, 
I just just remember this: the revolution will not be televised. It is televised now, though. It's well, on everybody's cell phone. We can't get away from the fucking revolution. I wish we could turn the revolution <laughs> off for a minute. I guess that was a bad prediction, right? Yeah, it didn't work out the way Gil Scott thought. I'm gonna see Tedeschi trucks um, probably for I think probably the fifth or sixth time that I've seen them. Uh-huh. They'll be down there probably twice this summer coming up. Tito Puente. Oh Look at shit. That. Wow. Uh, Beach Boys will be back again this summer. The Beach Boys seem to, they come there every year. They do seem to love that joint. Yeah, it's down at the beach. It's kind of kitschy. It does fit in. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. There is a tie-in. That's the highlights to me, or at least there's a bunch of cover bands. There's like a Billy Joel experience. There's the Hollywood Nights, a Bob Seger experience. Oh, they play there every year, too. Yeah. Yeah. There's Uh, a... That's uh, that's the highlights for me, at least coming to the queen in july is that arena rock show where they're all hairband dudes and they're playing all hairband greatest hits i'm uh, shamefully entertaining purchasing tickets. <laughs> i didn't want to say that too loud but i think that would be kind of funny you know i'm shamefully entertaining it what do you want yeah. from me what do you want from me well that's uh i think that's everything right and the one piece of entertainment, though, that I am excited about, and I don't think we've talked about it at all, and I'm excited about, is the upcoming Deadwood movie. HBO is finally going to fucking make good on their promise from I saw how the many trailer. years ago? Yeah, I saw the trailer. Oh, dude, that was, Jesus, Deadwood was, what, 2004? That was yeah, on? Yeah, dude, that was a long time ago. Remember they promised they were going to close it out with a movie after after they canceled fucking unexpectedly after three seasons? Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to go back. I, I I saw the trailer and I was like, oh man, you know. But you know what's crazy? How old uh, uh, some of the people looked in the in the trailer. Um, but it's been a long time, dude. I can get past that. Oh, I'll get past it. But Al still pretty much looked the same. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he he looked kind of older then too. But dude, yeah. I'm stoked for that. Oh, me too. I can't wait. Did you ever watch? I don't know if I did. You ever watch Justified with Bullock? You know Bullock and uh, Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, yeah, I dug Justified. Uh, Walton Goggins as Boyd Crowder was one of my favorite characters <laughs> yeah. of all time. <laughs> dude, he, that I forgot about Boyd Crowder. That dude, a fucking great character. Dude, he was such an awesome kid. Just the <laughs> the way that he said shit, like he went the long way around to make. In fact, there was even a scene. Where one guy goes, do you always have to say everything with excessive amounts of words? <laughs> that was fucking fantastic, man. And but, on that, Al Swearingen's playing a fucking great role as uh, in American Gods, man. I, I, you know, I haven't watched American Gods yet. Uh, I'm, I've been meaning to get around to it. And I see season two's going on now, right? Yeah, dude, fun, fun fucking series, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's based on a comic book or something, so. It's based on a uh, on a book. Oh, a book. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know. Actual it. like uh, an actual book. Oh, okay. Now, who needs that? You didn't. I mean, nobody. There's no pictures. I, I don't believe so. What the fuck am I supposed to do with that uppity bullshit? <laughs> Listen to me sounding all, all uppity like I actually <laughs> fucking read it. Uh huh. See, <laughs> not fooling anybody. But yeah, I I uh I I definitely. What is that? The end of May, right? The Deadwood movie. Yeah, it's. Um, I think it's, yeah, I forget now. I think it, I think that, I think it's at the end of May. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. So we're almost there. It's almost going to actually happen. All you got to do is just not die. 
And you'll see it. Uh, hopefully. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you on the next one. What was this? 164? Yeah. Well, you ought to know. <laughs> I'm going to sit here with one hand in my pocket and think about it for a second. <laughs> All right. That's enough of you. I, now I'm even sick of my new buttons. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're signing off from an, another the cast. Another the cast. <laughs> Peace. Peace.